everyone, and welcome back to the Pip Talk podcast for episode three. I mean, who thought we'd actually get this far? But we're here. So uh, today we've got uh, Lily's, Lily's back. The gang. She's back. We've she got back. Harrison as well. Hello. Um, this week we're going to talk about the deliveries uh, that have been released for the 2024 season. Uh, a bit about our predictions for what's going to happen in the upcoming season, uh, and maybe a bit about the cars as well. Let's uh, let's get rolling. Um, so. I've asked the gang to give us a little rundown of the liveries, uh, what their top 10 was. So I'm going to give my top 10 first, starting with what I think is the best livery out of the uh, the 2024 set. I put Ferrari first, uh, mainly because I think it looks like Lightning McQueen and, you know, childhood hero and everything mm-hmm. like that. What a guy. Um, the second one was Mercedes. I think the whole silver arrows and the black car mix things really cool. And the way they sort of run the Patronus, uh, they call it Patronus Green, but I'd say it's blue, up the sort of the wing and along the side of the um, the the side pods and stuff. I think I think it looks really cool. Also, the front wing on that looks really interesting. So that'd be interesting to see how that goes through the season. Now, the car that nobody actually knows what to call it yet. I think the commentators are calling it the RB. Uh, it's the Alpha Tauri. It's the Toro Rosso. Whatever you're going to call it, we know what it is. It's the Hugo Boss car. Um, I think that looks really cool. It, it's a throwback to a car that I barely remember, which was the Toro Rosso. It looks very similar to that, but I think it's also got some more modern elements to it, like the Hugo sponsor. But yeah, I don't think anyone's calling it the Visa Cash App Racing Bulls or Visa Cash App RB. We still don't know what the RB means, but anyway. <laughs> uh, in position four, I put McLaren. I, I kind of liked their livery last year, their whole the sort of 60th anniversary Triple Crown sort of stuff and their chrome livery they were bringing back. I think a lot of people did, hence why they've gone with just the orange and black this year. Uh, they've ditched the uh, the blue. I can't remember what the actual name for the blue was, but they've ditched the blue and just gone with Papaya. And I think their black is called Anthracite. But um, I think it's a cool livery this year. Uh, the next one I put with livery was uh, Williams. I think it's basically the same Williams as it was last year, but I really like what they did with that Duracell battery on the, uh, the air intake on the top. I think that was a really cool uh, design. Some of the design teams should get pay rise for that. But, um, that's probably my that's probably my favorite bit about that livery as well. I've got to admit, it's such a, it's such a clever marketing idea. It's yeah, I don't know. I kind of I think it came through the twenty twenty two season, like just popped in halfway. I was like, oh, mate, someone's thought about that a lot, and that works really really well. So sixth position, I'm the kick, uh, Sauber stake whatever you're going to call it the ben 10 car as i like to call it <laughs> it looks like a bit like if in the uk if you're listening uh if anyone remembers ben 10 the uh the omnitrix the whole black and green i think it's cool but it just looks a bit something you'd have a uh you'd maybe design on your f1 livery on uh, career mode on f1 for the f1 game something a bit crazy like that the next one i put in position seven was the aston martin basically the same as last year a bit more black on it i think but yeah i start to run out of ideas at this point I had written this list before the Red Bull got announced because I knew where I was probably going to put the Red Bull. Um, position 8 was the position I put it in. It's the same livery as it has been for the last X amount of years. Insert number there. Number 9, I put Haas. Um, very similar to last season. Not much change. A few sponsors added, but other than that, I didn't didn't really enjoy that one. And last position, I put Alpine. What a shock that livery was. I wasn't expecting what we got. I mean, they were teasing some awesome livery, but they didn't get anything. It's just basically a black car with a tiny bit of pink on it or a tiny bit of blue on it. It was definitely a disappointment to a lot of fans, but 
That's my little run down the top ten. Uh, who wants to go next? I'm I'm happy to go next. Mine differs quite substantially from yours, Sam. So I've started off as my favourite as the the V carb. That for me has got to be because, like you said, like going back to the Toro Rosso days, but then modernising it a little bit. It's just it's it's the most now. I'm going to get to choice second, and I'll tell you why. I think. I think V Carb is genuine. It's the most colourful one on the grid. Now, my choice too is the Ferrari. Now, you may say the Ferrari is more colourful than the V uh, Carb, and you know, to some extent, I totally agree. <laughs> I'm, I'm look, you know, I'm looking at the side by side pictures now, but Ferrari has always been red. Now, that isn't a problem. A Ferrari should be red. That's what Enzo Ferrari said, and I think that's just they should never sell any other colour apart from red. But it's the fact that it's always been red. I'm, I'm not saying it's a problem with it, but th- there isn't much change with it. But it's got a lot of colour to it. There's barely any carbon on it. Um, so for me, that really, that makes my number two. And then, you know, as I said in episode one, I'm biased to Mercedes. So but then again, I, I would agree with the whole stripe, basically the, the silver line down the front of the Patronus green. Um that's got to be my number three, having that Mercedes. Um, seeing it throughout testing, because we are we are in day two of testing. Um, I've done zero work over the past two days. I've just been fired because I've been watching testing the past two days. So I'll be able to watch it all day tomorrow as well and not get fired because I've already been fired. And it's seeing the silver, black, and the um, Toto Rosso red where Ineos sponsorship is at the back of my rear wing, it does look good on camera. Um, and that delves me on to point four, and that's got to be the Williams for me. As you said, when James Vowles was saying it's different, you literally had to hold them side by side to be able to tell which one was different. It is, it's, uh, you know, I like the red and white that they've put on the front on the nose cone and the front wing. But, you know, there's not much. Unless you hold it side by side, there's not much different to it. It's that, it's the Duracell battery just always is. I just think it's a, it's, it's a fun little quirk. It's it's just it's great. I, I enjoy it. Number five for me has to be the Red Bull. That's, I'd say, you know, like, it's 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 got its typical Red Bull colours. Nothing's changed on the car. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's got colour to it. It's got barely any carbon. It's a great car. Great livery. And then we start going downhill. We start going down the carbon route. And starting off that, my number six is the Aston Martin. Now, I think the Aston Martin looks great. I I, th- I think we can all agree that Aston Martin as a whole, both the livery and also the bodywork, it looks great. I've placed it number six because it seems like as if the bottom half, they've missed the paint job on because halfway through the car, it just goes straight into carbon. So the top half has got colour and the bottom half has got straight carbon. I don't know, that sounds hypocritical because Mercedes has got, you know, a fair... It doesn't look like it's got carbon. It looks like it's got the glossy black, like W11, W12 era. But at the same time, it's just... I'm biased with the Mercedes. So, <laughs> seeing, seeing the Aston Martin, that starts the slow downfall to me. Number seven, Sam, please don't be upset with me. It's, it's the McLaren. I, d- I don't know. I, I just didn't rate it that much. It's got, where, where it would have its usual blue, it's got 
it's just it's just gone for straight carbon. It doesn't look. They're trying to. I feel like they're trying to go for the bright orange papaya. Look, here I am. Look, whilst also trying to achieve the stealth look, the attack mode. Like I'm a, I'm a big aggressive dog look, but it doesn't give any of those two vibes. It just is just a car that they think will somehow be quicker than Red Bull because they got rid of some paintwork, which delves me into, I guess, eight and nine really. Um, if I had to give, if I could give them joint, I really would. But that Alpine and that Haas, I'm disappointed that they managed to ruin Alpine even more. If the power unit was bad enough, now the livery is getting getting close. Yeah, these next, yeah, just the Alpine and the Haas are just carbon. There's, there's barely any colour to them. I totally understand the outrage I've seen on social media. Like it's it's just carbon. It's it's no heart and soul to it. But. The worst one, the worst one by a million, million miles has to be the, that Sauber. Whether they're going to be called Kick or whether they're going to be called Steak, that's the one. It's an ugly car. It's disgusting. Washing watch testing, uh, there was a camera shot of it halfway down the second DRS zone in Bahrain. And from a long distance, it looks like it's got flovers on it. But then... Yeah, so you see the car with the bright orange flow fizz that um, it needs. And it, it, just reminds, it just looks ugly. It's like an, an aero mint gone wrong, really. But I like that analogy. That's a good analogy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's an aero mint gone wrong. I, I really am not a fan of it. That, that's got to be my, my, my very quick livery review. Nice one. What about you, Lily? Um, well, I'm Ferrari. I'm Ferrari fan. Ferrari's obviously. I love it. I think it looks good. I mean, it's red, so you can't really go wrong with a Ferrari in red, can you? Um, I like the I like the white and yellow they've added to it. I like the little Lightning McQueen esque that they've added. Um, then second off, I definitely like the Alpha Tari Visa Cash App, whatever it's called now. I think it looks really good. It is. It's nice. So the fact that half of the grid is just carbon fiber, it's nice to have some color, I think. You can actually tell what car it is. So looking forward to that. Um, then um, I have actually always been a fan of how the Aston Martin looks. I think it looks really sleek. I really yeah. like it. I really like the green. I've always liked it. So, I mean, it's not massively different. But I like it. I think it's kind of more of a classic for me. Then, yeah, I'd probably go Williams just because I like the blue on it. I think it looks really good. I don't know what the blue's called. I'm not, I don't know the names <laughs> of colours, but I really like the blue 110%. And yeah, I love the little Joe cell. I may be a Mercedes hater. However, I do always like the liveries. I like their cars. I like how they look. So, yeah. Uh, they're next for me then red bull i mean you know once again it's got your colors on it it's 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 kind of the bog standard one it's more of a midfield one there's nothing too amazing there's nothing too bad and then yeah as harrison says that's, that's when it goes downhill mclaren i miss the old mclaren look when it was like white back in the good old days i like that i don't like the orange the orange is not for me it's yeah i'm not a fan it feels like yeah i just have to agree with what harrison said basically then 
I'd probably put the Hasnet. I like. I think. I think it just looks better than the Alpine, which I'd put at ninth, just because I've never liked the way the Alpine looks. I like. I think the Has looks sleeker than the Alpine. The Alpine just. I don't know. It looks patchworky to me. That's the word. And then obviously, yeah, last stake, whatever they're called. Awful car. Hate the green. And yeah, it's just. It's not good. That's all I've got to say about it. It's not good. It's 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 just disgusting. It's ugly, ugly. I know they were going to be like we we all knew they were going to be like showy offy because they're all they had Drake announcing that they're a team and you know, but it just it's, the green is just too green. It's disgusting. It's, There's no other words to describe it than disgusting. I, 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 have you guys watched Tested? A little bit, yeah. I've not had the chance to watch it. No. Seeing it on track is an eyesore. I don't know how to describe it apart from it's like a car of puke, like someone's puked on that. Yeah, yeah. it's ra- radioactive. Someone's put Novichok mm. all over the side of it in the front of that car. Yep. I, I, I was, I was, I was just looking at the liveries back in two thousand and seven, and for those that, are, well, because we're still doing audio, for that are listening in, like, well, you know, I'm, I'm just showing uh, Millie and Sam, like. For example, you got the McLaren and that 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 really amazing silver, chrome, and red. You've then got you got the BMW Sauber up there, the white and blue old um, Renault car. Just all of it. It's just it's got color to it. It's what I've noticed is the cars have gone d- d- into darker colors, but for weight saving. And realistically, I know I know we're just about to touch base on fine standout in the cars. But if they think that a few grams of paint is going to buy them one and a half, one point seven seconds to beat the Red Bull, then you've got to be a bit like you're clutching at straws because there's no way reducing a bit of paint. I'm thinking about Alpine mainly here because their power unit wasn't fantastic, but you know it's one, it's it's okay. But they've got a very clever team behind them and just. Getting rid of a little bit of paint on the car just to save weight. A, everyone's got to uh, abide by the weight limit. I think it's 768 kg or something like that. Everyone's got to abide by it. So taking a little bit of paint off just because, you know, that might help your performance. That's not going to help your performance. It's going to be the aero, which I believe Sam is just about to touch on. I did severely cut him up. Um... So I will let you, I'll take you, let you take the lead. So basically, yeah, just sort of little things we've noticed about the cars, basically. I mean, everyone was sort of trying to understand how this new Red Bull would work. Um, complete change from what they were going from last year. Almost like the Mercedes and Red Bull have swapped, which is interesting. One little thing I love about the Red Bull, Adrian knew he's been doing his little salt base, sprinkling a little bit of uh, new goodness into it, is the, um, the air intakes inside the cockpit of the car. Where through under basically underneath the halo, just behind the driver's shoulders, is like two intakes that basically direct air. Uh, and what we kind of seen so far from sort of testing and pictures that people have taken somehow in the pit lanes and everything like that, is that they direct air into the engine and also direct air down the back of the side pods, basically pushing air and pushing the side pods down to the ground. Um, I think mm. that's absolute pure genius from Adrian there. Um, and also there's sort of the zero side pods, so the air is going to move up into the side pods with the, the little inlet slits and also also the vertical slits as well down the side to sort of 
help provide that zero side pod, less drag uh, car, basically. I think I didn't see that coming at all because Red Bull, I thought Red Bull would stick with what they had, a massive game changer. And like we were saying earlier, we are in day two of testing and the Red Bull is very, very fast on track. I think one of the stats I looked at earlier was it was 0.8 of a second faster than everyone else. We're at the start of the season. That's ridiculous. Yeah, we're not even. We don't even start the season. No, like this is this is. We haven't even started the first race yet, and it's basically a second quicker than everyone else, which is ridiculous. And it will develop through the season as well. But yeah, I don't know if anyone's got any other points on any other cars they've noticed. I just want to say that under under scoop air intake. For those that are listening, search up Blue Shark. You'll see exactly what I mean. Sam and Lily. This is what I'm talking about. That's what the Undertake. Hold on, and then you've got, and then you got the Undertake. Yeah, yeah. It looks, it looks like a bourgeois. Yeah, um, it's interesting. I don't know if Red Bull are going to do it because, as in the whole development program, because they got to Austria last year and they, I mean, later on they they reduced in the side pod the air intake for it to letterbox size. Um, However, they didn't start any other development programs because their car was already 20 seconds ahead of the field. By adding that, made it about 30 seconds ahead of the field. Uh, Max was able to pit and do the fastest lap and still stay in first place. So I, do, I, I reckon if they do go ahead, because at the end, we've got cost cap to bear in mind. So if they do start blitzing the field with these new upgrades, then um, I reckon they'll, they'll stop because there's there's no need there's no there's no need to up, just save it for the 2025 car i'm particularly upset with mercedes ironically because they've gone down the field of replicating of replicating alpine but that side intake screams alpine i, I must admit alpine just is only because alpine the, the released P, their car the first P intake i think it's being labeled as the p intake um, it's interesting. It's kind of a mix of both the Red Bull. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's kind of, you know, Red Bull's gone with their vertical intake um, and then other cars have gone with the standard sort of face-on intake. And it is basically mm. a mix of both. Um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting shape. I don't. It's kind of something you'd like go, oh yeah, I'm going to draw a car. This is what I'm going to draw because it looks cool. It, I don't know how well it actually works. We'll see over the season, but yeah, it's interesting. Have you guys noticed the return of the F duct as well? Is that the picture that you sent? I think it is the picture I sent the other day. Mm. Red Bull gone for a very different style. They've got what looks like two little holes at the top of the car, but Mercedes and Aston Martin have gone for more of a like a hood scoop on the front. Um, that supposedly is for driver cooling, especially after Qatar. As um, sat, listening to Sam Collins on the whilst watching testing, and that's his theory behind it, and it makes perfect sense. But hey, return of the F duck, and uh, um, I believe that a lot of the teams are starting to get rid of that little that little stud that was on the front of the um, front wing. Uh, mm. A lot of teams are opting to potentially get rid of that because with the airflow, it, they could use it to direct it around the front wing and then just use that little scoop to feed directly into the driver and put more air pressure on the driver essentially so to keep him cooler better so it's an interesting way around it 
But um, it is nice to see the return somewhat of the F dot. Let's see if it really um, expands out into the gate it was a few seasons ago. Ferrari and Red Bulls, Halos. Have it, has anyone seen what's gone on there? I did. I'm just trying to find a picture of it now. They've kind of got like a side slit that goes like halfway down the halos and it sends out air. Ferrari's statement, what Ferrari wants to do is just um, negligate the, the DRS effect that the Red Bull has. So whether that's making their DRS more effective or whether that's pushing dirty air in the way of the Red Bull. So should it have DRS, it makes it a little bit unstable. Who knows? But it is a... Um, interesting avenue to go down because I'm just looking at that picture now of uh, Red Bull's halo and it looks like a massive gap in between the um, engine cover and the engine shoulders um, like down those gullies. Last year was not as innovative as this year. This year is brought, and we're we're just scratching the surface. This year has brought a whole load of technical innovations, people really trying their best to extract the smallest amount of performance out of anywhere. Well, they're all trying to catch up with Red Bull, aren't they? So I think it's getting creative now. I think one thing I did notice on the Ferrari is the um the the back of the engine cover. There was two when they were doing um testing around the Maranello circuit. Um, there was two cars that ran basically. It was a science car and a Leclerc car. One was effectively they're calling it a rectangle where it comes along and just drops down. The other was more of a pointed drop to the end of it. I'm also looking at a picture of the um, the Ferrari and testing now. It looks like um, they've completely redesigned the air intake to be a, just a massive triangle. Um, I'm going to send it to the guys so they can see what I'm on about. But um, they've also redesigned the roll hoop and the camera um, attachments to the car by the looks of it. Oh, that's I think I think that's what McLaren or Aston Martin. I can't remember which team it was during testing. I didn't make any notes. They've gone for a symmetry. On the, I think it's McLaren. They've gone for a symmetry on their um, um, TV pods because, um, like, like, yeah, I'm just looking at this picture now. Like, what you've sent through with Ferrari, McLaren, even though one of the um, TV pods is actually, like, one of the gimbals is actually doing the work, the other one is just, uh, I suppose, for aero stability. But I'm just looking at that now. Yeah, that air intake, I think, yeah. What I've noticed with in the past, all Ferraris have had um of of recent all Ferrari PUs have had a triangular air intake, but this one looks aggressive. This one looks quite a bit bigger than the one last year. Um, it looks like a Toblerone. <laughs> that is one massive Toblerone. But I notice there's no F duct or anything like that on the front of the Ferrari. They've just they've just stuck with their usual triangular um air intake. At least there's nothing illegal on that front wing. Cough, cough, Mercedes. Mercedes. Well, the, you say that, but the, the FIA said that that is completely illegal so far until someone complains. Toto paid them off. Yeah, until someone's, you know, slid in a little, little cash prize in there. At Christian Horner. <laughs> well, we'll see. Going back to the Ferrari, the rear wing looks interesting. It all looks like it's like one sort of unit. I was also just looking at a picture of a McLaren. Their rear wing is very interesting. Um, I'll see if I can find the picture. It basically looks like a rear wing from the front. But when you look at it from the side, there's a massive chunk missing out of the back quarter of it. Uh, and it kind of flares out and effectively like it's just not doing anything. 
that's like the Red Bull because the Red Bulls like that. They've even increased where they've got their um, DRS flap, and the actual mm. height of the rear spoiler has increased just ever so much. But I was watching when I was watching this today. I was like, that's noticeable. That's a big cutout that they've um, they've they've somehow added more drag. But with the way that Red Bull works, that is somehow less drag or better for the car. I'm not too optimistic about the Red Bull personally this year. I mean, it's going to do wonders, don't get me wrong. It's still going to be 20 seconds ahead of the field, but it's not going to be... Groundbreaking. Yeah, it's it's not it's a standout. Going back to sort of the uh, air intakes and the camera pods, um, the Mercedes has completely redesigned the camera pods. Uh, and the roll hoop thing on top of the car, they've basically gone with like a T shape on. <laughs> it looks so weird. It does look. It looks like a little hat, to be fair. Um, and they've incorporated the cameras into it by the looks of it. But yeah, they've redesigned that completely from last year's car, which is interesting. It's it's weird as well how the W fourteen had the um, shoulders towards the end of the season, and they proved vital. For that car's performance, so much to the point that even Red Bull have taken inspiration from it, and quite a few other teams. But this year they've completely dropped it. Um, I I reckon we're going to be seeing a comeback of the um, of the shoulders for Mercedes. I reckon they've gonna, they're going to turn around and say, "Ah, oh, you know what? We probably should have put them on," and they'll turn around, put them on, and the car will be quicker. So the, the the Mercedes wing is quite an interesting thing that's happened this year, uh, whether it's legal or not legal. Um, I think as soon as it came out of the, the the shakedown test, I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. That wing has been thought about a lot. It kind of reminded me of the old Mercedes days where there was random bits of carbon that directed air all over the place to push the car in certain directions. Um, and has anyone got any thoughts on the Mercedes wing? It did initially look legal in the shakedown. We didn't get much of a zoom in on it, but we definitely got um, some footage on it. And it did look like it complied. I mean, the FIA said it complied to their, their rules and, you know, it looked like it. However, during testing, the press have gotten really close. And what the issue is, so uh, regulations state um, and you're either allowed three um, veins or uh, or f- up to five. And on the third one, or the fourth one, sorry, for the Mercedes, because um, you're not allowed to have separating parts. It all has to be one thing, whether it's connected through a small wire, which what we initially thought the Mercedes front wing was, or one whole big chunk. Um it all has to be connected. You can't have separating parts anymore. Um, and initially, we thought that um, that was the case. However, when we've seen these zoomed-in images, we've seen where you'd put your wing flap gun to um, bring the um, uh, level of the wing down. You've got these veins that um, help move, depending on what way, you know, whether it's clockwise, anti-clockwise, or uh, lower or increase the height of the front wing. When you get to your first one on the fourth winglet, you can see that there's a split. Now, the FIA still deem this legal because apparently it's not enough of a split in order for it to warrant any aerodynamic um, inefficiencies. However, Red Bull 
Aston Martin, Alpine, and uh, Ferrari, I believe, have all lodged complaints with the FIA saying that it's illegal. Again, the FIA has come back and said, no, it is legal. Here's the reasons behind it. What they are now complaining of is it breaking the um, spirit of the regulations and the rules, um, which I didn't know was such a thing, but apparently it is. So funnily enough, as of testing, I believe it's not really under investigation, but Mercedes from Wing is actually currently under somewhat unofficial um, investigation. But yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's touch and go, but, well, we'll we'll see. Uh, there'll be changes to that front wing, I reckon, especially since they've been running the aero rakes just behind it. I reckon there'll be changes. It, it won't be like that forever, but it's a great innovation from Mercedes and really testing the testing the rules. Yeah, I think the the main reason it's probably deemed illegal is because of the like you're saying the split and how if you watch uh, videos of sort of wings back in the day, not too far back, but a little bit back. Um, how they sort of were saying that maybe it was an adjustable, a semi like a separate adjustable part. Um, you could say that it adjusts separately because of obviously the way that the wind's flying over it. So if we get on to our predictions for the 2024 season, um, Lily, do you want to go first for your predictions? What do you reckon is going to happen in the 2024 season? Um, well, shot car, I think. Probably going to probably do pretty well. You know, if they're already looking a second ahead, I think I'm pretty confident in my prediction that they'll be all right. Um, I was looking at, was it midday testing the results from that that we were talking about? Because uh, Lando was second in it, I believe. Let me just get up the um, times. Yeah, I believe Lando was second in it. So I'm hoping that maybe the McLaren's going to be you know, a bit better this year. I mean, it it was looking like it definitely towards the end of last season. Um, so I'm hoping that maybe they can, you know, bring that up a little bit more. I think Ferrari, it's just going to be the same story as always. As you know, you get your hopes up and then you just let down again. But we're used to that, aren't we? And then, yeah, other than that. I don't have any crazy out there predictions to be honest. I don't have any like anything random that I think is going to happen. So, do you think Mercedes are going to be battling for a fourth with Aston Martin then? Oh no, I reckon they'll probably be the same as where they were. I reckon they'll, you know, kind of. I don't know. That's that's where I'm thinking at the moment. I reckon it's gonna. It's not going to be massively, massively different, but I hope that there is a lot of improvement and there is more competition, you know, between McLaren and Mercedes and Ferrari and, you know, Aston Martin possibly if they manage to pull it out the bag. I'm not quite sure. I can't say for certain, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just hoping there's more competition between them all and it's a bit closer. So Harrison, you, what's your uh, what's your predictions for the twenty twenty four season? Now I'm not running off testing, even though I am definitely running off partly off testing. Um, everybody is saying so far that the Red Bull is going to be at least a second ahead of them. Um, so without a doubt, 
at the moment, I'm saying that that Red Bull is going to be, yeah, Max is going to win 24 races this season easily, unless something catastrophic happens, and or Sergio gives him a good fight for his money, like good old Nico Rosberg, Lewis Hamilton, 2014, 2015, and 2016 season. You know, a good old battle for the ages. We'd love to see it. Yeah, mate. I, I, I flipping hope that you know Sergio really gives. Max a run for his money because he did for the first four or five races of the season and then Max completely unleashed the line in him and just sent it for the rest of the season as we know so I, I, I'll be honest I reckon we're going to be listening to the Dutch National Anthem every Saturday and Sunday now for the rest of rest of the year um, it's going to be a Max what, fourth world championship and um, a um, another Red Bull Constructors Championship um, I do reckon that um, Mercedes will fight Ferrari for second in the constructors, but Mercedes will come second, Ferrari third, but it'll be a close one, just like it was last season. Um, I'll, I'll be honest, I think yeah, McLaren and Aston Martin will just battle it out, really. Um, they'll be battling out for fourth. Um, probably McLaren fourth and Aston Martin fifth. And then um, I'll say that um, uh, Williams sixth. I reckon Williams will do better than Alpine this year. Even though looking at the rear floor for so. when Alex Albon's car got lifted up, it doesn't look like they've done much work to the rear of the floor. But Alpine have really said they're down on PU. Um, don't know why. Alpine have come out and said that our power unit is rubbish this year already. We've not even started the year and the engines have been frozen. So, at least I'm honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hands up to honesty. Just, you know, that was done now. <laughs> I reckon they're just building up excuses for when they, they're struggling to get out of Q1 at Monza <laughs> or any other fast track, even. But um, I reckon Williams will do good. Sergeant was get definitely getting better towards the end of last season, and Albon is sort of driver. So he, I reckon an easy sixth Williams, seventh Alpine, and then eighth, ninth, and tenth. It's just going to be a battle between Vicarb, Haas, and Kick Salba. Really, I, 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 just because of the livery, I hope Salba come tenth. Me too. Just for the livery alone. Yep. Praying for that downfall. Thank you, Lily. But well, we're here. We're here. We're here. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, 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 I've got an interesting one. So Red Bull first. Everyone expects that one. Wow, unless, so interesting, unless, Sam. Unless something catastrophic <laughs> happens, the Red Bull and it bursts into flames or something, or you know, could go downhill. Unless Red Bull do a 2007 McLaren, could and do, could do. So, and somehow, either Woody or Lewis Hamilton will make it through and become first and um, drivers, but we'll see. We'll see, we'll see. Then I put, shock horror, uh, McLaren second in the constructors. <laughs> I'm not uh, out this, right? Optimistic. A very optimistic, <laughs> I think, but we still promised the end of last season, uh, so we'll see how that goes this season. Uh, then, I don't know, Ferrari or Mercedes, I couldn't decide who I'd put third. Um, this Mercedes win could be revolutionary. It could be absolute poo. Who knows? But um, 
the Ferrari, I think the Ferrari maybe just putting me up there because it just looks cool. It might actually be awful, but it delivery looks sick, I think. Um it reminds me of the um the WEC car, the uh the Le Mans winning uh four nine nine P. Yeah. Yeah. Um a lot. And that's that was a beast of a car. Um so let's hope it's got a bit of that in it. But you know, it might might beat Mercedes. Um I reckon Aston Martin fifth. Um they haven't got access to their new wind tunnel yet, so they haven't been able to do their own in-house testing, I don't think. But um, yeah, we'll see how they go. They might have some crazy stuff. They did really well at the start of last season, so we'll see how that ends. Bit of a bold one here. I reckon the V-Cob, uh Red Bull Racing, Toro Rosso, Alpha Terry, you name it, put your bets on what the name actually is. <laughs> I reckon that will finish sixth this year for some random reason. Oh, oh, interesting. Breaking my heart. Um. Then, I reckon it'll be William. Then maybe the kick, Selba, whatever it's called. Um. No, Sam. We're praying on that downfall. <laughs> and then, and then, and then I think Alpine. I just don't think that their power units are up to it. And then uh, last one, put Has because they don't have a they don't have a decent team principal now. That's that's true. Has don't really have any decent management. But Alpine being ninth, yeah, I just don't think the PUs are up to it. I mean, they before the season already started, I'm pretty sure they lodged a thing with the FIA to say, "Can we change our engine?" Even though the engine's been frozen, which is not a good start before you've even started the season. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Interesting. We'll see how it plays out throughout the year. With regards to drivers and stuff, I have no idea how they're going to finish in the championship. I'm not even going to bother putting a little prediction in for that one. Um, Max is winning. Well, Max will win it. Oh, did you see? Did you did you see today? The the guy that does Formula E said he'll give a quarter of a million a million dollars to whatever to whatever charity the driver who beats Max Verstappen gets to. So if there's any incentive, if any of the you know drivers ever feel like donating a quarter million dollars to charity and it not being their own money, then hey, now's the time to beat Max. Yeah. Come on, Carlos, pull for again. You can do this, man. Yeah. <laughs> Carlos. I mean, he got more wins than Charlotte Claire last season, so... Exactly. <laughs> we just all have to pray for Carlos, guys. <laughs> just hope he can... It's his last chance before he leaves in 2025 as well. He's got to prove himself to um, yeah. every, everybody else on the grid. Yeah. Yep. Hopefully he gets another seat. Hopefully. Everyone prepare yourself for uh, singing your hearts out to the Dutch national anthem. Oh, I think we'll. Te- I think we should all technically class as Dutch after this season. I mean, I, I'm I'm saying Dutch. I'm saying Dutch passports, all of that. I mean, they're in Europe. Get free travel. Back at, back in the EU, boys. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's uh, let's see how the 2024 season plays out. So um, yeah, I think that's it for this episode. Unless anyone's got anything else they want to throw in last minute. No, they're all shaking their heads. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining us, guys. I've been Sam. Uh, everyone else just in, uh, end the episode, basically. <laughs> Who else we got? I guess we'll see you guys later. Yes, thank you for listening. See ya. <laughs>